want to let you know, I was out of town this week for the better part of a week uh, with an Acts 29 gathering for uh, kind of training and assessing of church planters and their wives. So I got to spend a lot of time with about eight uh, couples uh, and just kind of, hey, here's, here's who's going out. And it's in the Southeastern Conference. So I had a great time. I say it's a conference. So <laughs> that's where I come from. That's where I live. That's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> it's the Southeastern portion uh, and the network of Acts 29 down there, you know, as, as we know it as the SEC. So um, great time down there um, with pastors and their wives. So we've been in our vision series. This is the eighth week. Does it feel like the eighth week? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nobody else said a word. All right, it's okay. Yes, time flies when you're having fun. Um, it's the eighth week. So we're going to try to just put everything together. So if this is your first Sunday, that's okay. Um, you're going to get a lot of information today, um, and it's a little bit different um, as, as a typical Sunday is going to be. So just, just know that. I want to know and to make sure that in this vision series that you know who we are and what we're about. And so we spent a lot of time focusing on union with Christ. That was our, our, our third week. And then abiding in Christ and becoming a, a disciple of Jesus and what that looks like. And if you'll you know, you remember, just say maybe, maybe a quote from the um, Abide in Christ book would be, as it was Jesus who drew you when he spoke, come follow me, so it is Jesus who keeps you when he says, abide. Right? And so it, it's his work from beginning to to finish, that you're not earning anything, you don't come to Jesus and he, he saves you and then you work it out yourself. Um, it's not like that. And we're learning that, that we are as a, dis- a disciple, as an identity, not what we do. And what we do flows out of that. And so the gospel really is good news. It's, it's, it's good news that we feel and that we experience. It's not just something we try to talk ourselves into. It is the power for living, it's power for change and transformation and believing more deeply that comes from beholding Jesus, from abiding, from seeing Jesus, for uh, abiding in Jesus as a normal daily activity, like breathing air or eating a meal, not just something that you kind of participate in here and there. And so this Sunday, we've been talking about identity, 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 and who we are and who we are and what that means. And today is very practical. Now, next week, we'll be back in the book of Mark, and we'll pick right back up there. Um, but today, the purpose of this sermon is for you to hear the heart of Summit, what God is doing here, who he is making us into. I want you to hear where we came from. I want you to hear why we exist and what God is calling us to do. We're more than a gathering. We're more than a meeting. We're more than an event. And we're not a perfect church. It's full of people. <laughs> I'm one of them, right? Our elders are not perfect. We repent. We, we walk forward. We, tell you, we try to be as honest and transparent as we can. But at the same time, the Lord is moving. And he's doing some things in our hearts, and we want to follow him and lay down our lives for him with everything we've got. And so that's what today is about. So here's a quick illustration to kind of sum up what today is. This, there's a, a slide with, uh, I don't know if you, when you were growing up, ever did a connect the dots, right? If you did a connect the dots, this is kind of an easy one, right? Do you know what this is? It's a car, right? I'm trying to keep things simple. This is on my level right here, right? So, you know, we've got eight weeks that we're trying to put together so it's not quite this simple as you don't really need the dots. This, you don't really need the dots. You can kind of see it. This is for like a three-year-old, right? The, the next one is kind of what we're doing today. It's, it's more like that. It's like, I don't even know what that is, but there's a lot of dots, all right? So I'm going to try to do all this today and um, in a, a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> so let, let, let's get that going. Um, we need to know where we're going. 
as a church and as a people. You need to know what you're a part of. You do not need to wander from Sunday gathering to Sunday gathering and wonder, what's the overall goal? What are we doing? I'm just kind of here. I'm just kind of there. I'm getting bits and pieces. So where are we going? That's what the vision is. That, that's what it looks like to where we're going. I, won't, I don't want you to be, to be disconnected from that. So when you think vision right now, think militarily. Think military, like um, taking the hill or, or defeating an enemy. What would that look like? Or, or maybe seeing the kingdom of God advance because that's what we want to accomplish by his grace. Imagine what that would look like. What it would look like that if the kingdom of God would come in pockets and we would see pieces of it together and it would just kind of grow. It wouldn't be fulfilled until he comes back. We know that. Not, nothing's going to be uh, taken and all things that are wrong aren't going to be made right until he comes back. But there are little pockets that we get to see where his power breaks forth. That's the vision. That's the goal. Uh, and so you know that if you've been here the first few weeks that our vision is that through the church, Big C, not just our church, the churches in this area, Big C, that Athens and Limestone County would look increasingly more like the kingdom of God, where darkness is pushed back and the gospel moves forward, transforming everything in its path. We believe that, that every man, woman, and child to have an opportunity to become mature disciples in Jesus that are abiding in him and leading others to do the same, that more people will love Jesus more. It's a simple way to say it, that more people will love Jesus more. Where the will of God is done on earth in Limestone County as it is in heaven. Maybe that's another way to say that. This is vision. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it means to be salt and light or a city on a hill. It's bringing healing to brokenness and medicine to woundedness. That's what Jesus did. He is the answer to our hurting world, and his kingdom is coming to bear. We are simply announcing it. So what does that look like? Less broken relationships and more healthy ones? Less orphans and more whole families? Less racism and sexism and more human dignity based on the image of God? Less division in churches and in the world? More unity? Less poverty and scarcity? And more abundance. So, I mean, from, from little things like my, my 10-year-old not punching my 9-year-old in retaliation all the way to less human trafficking. All because of Jesus. Not just morality. But because of who Christ is. It's what changes us. It's the root of the advancing kingdom tied to the gospel that's overcoming sin. And then the landscape begin, begins to be conformed to who Jesus is. Not just being nice or nice person, but God's kingdom being expressed. Where there's repentance from sin and a desire to turn to God. You need to know that. That's what we're aiming at. That's where we're going. It's a big picture. It's huge. It includes us. It includes our family. It includes our, our individual walks. But it also includes our county, our city, our state, and our country, the world. And we're a part of it. We plug into that. Neighborhood, nation, individual, family, missional community, neighborhood, nation. It, it's their concentric circles that all start with the same base. So if that's our vision, that's our vision to see the glory in the kingdom of God advance from the neighborhood to the nations, then we do what Jesus said. That's how we get there. Matthew 28, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's how we spread the glory and the kingdom of God from neighborhoods to the nations. That's the what. That's the mission. Right? It's how we're going to do this. It's the what of, of how do we get to the vision. Mission leads to vision. 
And so we make disciples that make disciples. Or we do things that have more people love Jesus more. Right? So that's why it's so important for you to walk with Jesus, abide with Jesus, understand your union with Jesus, so that you're not trying to just go do these things so that you will feel accepted by God or in God's hug or that you're in the family, right? We, we, we nailed the mess out of that for the first month, saying, no, 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 you do these things because you're accepted, because you've been brought in, because you're in the hug, because of the work of Christ on the cross, we believe in him simply. And from that identity, from those truths, flow out our actions, our behaviors, our desire to make nations, uh, 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 disciples of, from the neighborhoods to the nations. That's where our desire comes from, and our behavior comes from that, not for that. And so we get that. You've got to learn, and, and I've got to learn, how, how do we abide in Jesus so that we will be empowered to do this? Because we are not here to pull off a Sunday morning. We're not here to grow a church or an event or make a name for ourselves. So we're not interested in gimmicks, slick programs, are trends, and we don't even want you to just add Jesus to your life. We want you to understand that we're called to deny ourselves, to die, to lose our life for Jesus' sake. And this is a radical call from Jesus, and it's worth it. A call to lay down our lives and make disciples. Whether you're a, a work-from-home mom, and you think, I can't do all that, that's way too much, and you're making disciples of your children, or you're working third shift and you're on a different schedule than most people. We're all called to the same thing in the environment where the boundaries and the times that God has set, we do that. And so be encouraged. We know where we're going. We know how to get there. And we as a church are simply going to help lead the way by equipping. That's what we're called to do. So let's look at a couple of verses here. Ephesians 4, verse 12. is kind of the basis for today. And it says this, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You hear these are mature, fullness, not just tomato plants that have been planted and we understand that uh, I'm a Christian. No, 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 we want you to be oaks, of righteousness where roots go down deep, where storms don't just knock you over, that you are mature, that you are an increasingly desiring to know God, to know Jesus. You're increasingly doing that the rest of your life. And so just to let you know about a little bit where we came from, especially if you're kind of new and early in to the journey here at Summit. From the beginning, Summit was birthed out of a desire for authentic Christian community. There's a few families that just wanted to walk out what they saw in the New Testament in Acts 2. Who doesn't that's serious about knowing Jesus? Who doesn't want to live like that, right? What does Acts 2 say? Well, let's read it. Acts 2, verses 42. This is the, the setting is after the Holy Spirit has been released and, and, and Peter has spoken. And, and there's this big sermon and everybody is just cut to their heart and they, they're repenting and they're realizing their sin and they're, they're wanting to know who this Jesus is and they're coming together as the church for the first time. And verse 42 says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul. So many wonders and signs were being done among, uh, through the apostles and all who believed were together. 
And they had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, big setting, and breaking bread in their homes, small setting, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so early on, our desire in this Christian community was to have God's Word at the center of what we did, to define who we are. What do we do? How do we react? What do, who are we? It was to follow Jesus in authentic community. What does that mean? To be a, a safe place, which means to be transparent, to be able to be vulnerable, to share hurts and burdens and experience healing and transformation from God. Not to just stay hurt, not to just stay beat up and, and worn down, but to say, here's where I really am. Let me take off my mask and tell you the truth about what I feel. And then allow God to come in and change me. We want to be like Him. I want to drop the mask to be real with each other about our need for God. We want to reach the outsider, the marginalized, those who've been hurt by church, those who've been hurt by life. I want to be a place where Acts 2, 42 through 47 is normal and not an outlier to life, where this is kind of the rhythm. And so that was an attractive draw for our family. I want to be part of something like that. What does that really look like? Is that really possible? Or is that just a story in the Bible from a long time ago? What we see in Acts here is those who were stunned by God, who were absolutely amazed that in spite of their sin, of being complicit in the death of the Son of God, were, through believing in the one that they had put to death, through believing in Jesus that he is who he says he is, that they were invited into a real family, the family of God that they weren't tolerated, that it wasn't just about righteous requirements being met, but they were, that it was you are part of a family, living together, living life. And so they met regularly with glad and generous hearts, the Bible says. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the Word and to the breaking of bread and the prayers and fellowship. And we, we try to model that every Sunday morning, trying to figure out how to get it in less amount of time, you know, and I'm trying to talk less so that you can do more and not spectate and participate more. So thank you for your patience. You need the church, and the church needs you. So how does that work at Summit, you may ask? How do we follow Jesus' command to make disciples? It sounds simple. If you've been doing it a while, it can be simple and complicated at the same time, right? How do we do that? What is this path to be a disciple? Now, originally... It was all through what we call missional communities, or, or back then we call it e-groups. You know our language changes like every three or four years, right? We have to redefine what we're doing. It's, it's nothing really different. The heart's never really changed, but I'm like, you know, this will be a little better descriptive. This will be a little better descriptive. Um, Ronald, if you put that first slide up, this kind of got a path. And so we would meet, as you saw in, in the scripture, uh, in large groups in, in Acts 2.46. We would meet, they were still meeting in the temple daily in large groups because there were 3,000 that were added to their number. And then they would meet in smaller groups in their home, breaking bread and in prayers. And so originally we were like, all right, we're going to meet on Sunday and we're going to worship. We're going to sing our guts out. We're going to praise God. We're going to learn from the scriptures. And we're going to take communion and we're going to celebrate what God's been doing during the week. And then we're going to go on mission. We're going to gather. Then we're going to scatter. 
And then we're going to scatter. And when we do that, you know, during the middle of the week, we're going to meet together and go deeper in God's word. And we're going to talk about how we're going to go on mission and we're going to do these things. Then we go on mission together. That's how we're going to do that. And so missional community was the pathway, the vehicle, if you will, for making an increasingly mature disciple. We hung all, what do you hang on something? I don't know. We put our, all our eggs in one basket. There's one way. To, I'm like, we're hanging all our, I don't have any idea what that is. <laughs> Putting all our eggs in one basket. It's all on missional community and Sunday gathering, and that's where we did everything. So we put all our energy toward that and, and, and trained leaders and, and did that. So that, that's kind of the way we were doing that early on. That's how we made disciples. And, and no, you don't ever become a fully mature disciple. Not fully, not till Jesus comes back, but you do look more like Jesus over time, the more time you spend gazing at him, spending time abiding in him, right? And so this path is an ongoing path that you're seeing here. So say you're, you start here and you're going this direction, and these are some of the environments that are going to be helpful in helping to mature you, meeting with the saints in large and, and small settings. And so we got that from the book of Acts, and so we knew that this is going to help supplement Jesus' command to observe all, all, all that he, he taught. And so to make things simple, we're just like, Sunday morning, missional community, and missional community will bear the full weight of the equipping that needs to take place to make a full or a more mature disciple. We thought everything like biblical literacy, prayer, mission, and making disciples would flow from there. And it did early on. We, we worked on becoming family. What happens is, we kind of noticed over time, family became the goal at the expense of other things. Right? It worked really well for a while, but as we grew, we realized that our goal, without knowing it had happened, had become community instead of making disciples. Does that make, I don't, hopefully that'll make sense. So it's like, hey, we got to get you into community, and that'll take care of everything else. So our goal, the way I thought, at least, was get everybody in the community, and then everything will naturally flow out. And so we, we realized, we were like, oh, wait, wait, wait. The goal is making disciples, and we've made it community. And so what we did is we refocused on mission and as a community and made community the means of going on mission rather than the goal. All right, so just make sure you're following now. So we, we had made kind of the community was the goal, because we thought everything would flow from that. When we realized that mission wasn't happening as much, we're like, no, no, making disciples and the mission is the goal. Community is the means to get there. That's where the language for missional community came from. If you're, if you're new and you're like, why, why do we call that a missional community? Aren't those just small groups? I'm like, they're small groups of people. That is accurate, yes. But we changed the language so that you'll understand you're a community on mission, that we are here for a reason. So our language is important. So that's where that came from. The language of missional community came, uh, for those of you who are new, just because we want to be a sent people because we are a sent people. And so that's a better way, we thought, to express that um, and, and to build it into our culture. And so we actually, if you want to kind of say the whole thing, is we are a family of missionary servants. It's one way to say that. A community of believers that live on mission. And so we started getting people into missional communities that have their own missions, and we were more decentralized. We wanted to ensure that disciples are being made. So just get them into a missional community. And again, 
we began to grow and our leaders found it increasingly difficult to bear all the weight to equip and to be all that they needed to be for everyone in their groups. And what we realized then was that we were putting the pressure on each of our MC leaders to basically be a pastor. Because <laughs> you need to be able to handle all of this. It's like little churches that come together on Sunday. And, you know, I took that from Jonathan Edwards, and we were like, yes, we're little churches, and we're all kind of independent. We come together, and we worship, and we celebrate what God's doing during the week. And because the model of missional community was the only pathway to forming an increasingly mature disciple, what we realized is missional community could not bear the weight that we're putting on it. It couldn't be all that we needed it to be. We needed more than one environment to best equip the saints. And thus, the picture of this pathway, right? And Ron will put the next one up there. there we, we got a different pathway. And so we moved the pathway up top to allow some room underneath. Because what we realized was, if you just have the Sunday gathering and the missional community, that it can't bear the weight of all that is required to push us in the direction of being a fully formed disciple. We can't ask our MC leaders to all be pastors. Now, do we need to work together? And yes, absolutely. We, we certainly do. We have some folks that are better at counseling and some folks that are better at extensive theological knowledge and some that are better at organizational ability for mission or others that are really good at shepherding families. And so how do we get all of the gifts of the body to work together rather than dividing them up and having them only in certain groups? And so we're trying to, Lord, lead us. So it's what we do at elder workshops. <laughs> we pray. There's a problem. What do we do? How do we respond now, Lord? It's not that we were wrong in the past necessarily. Or if they are, say, hey, if we were, we're glad to say that. But, you know, we're growing and things are changing, so we need to be willing to say, what now? How do we change now? Do we change our language? Do we change what we do? Do we change our structures? Do we drop everything and just pray for a while? Okay. We have to be willing to do that. We cannot let the structures and systems that we set up dictate how we go because next thing you know, we'll drive right off a cliff and the Holy Spirit will write Ichabod on the church. And we don't want that. I know you don't. And so we have to be willing to say, where are you taking us? Where are you taking us? I want to listen. And so we have a different pathway that we're looking at. And it's, it's really, it's not different. It's just going to have some support underneath it so that it doesn't fall away and crumble under the weight of, of every leader feeling like they have to be a pastor. Here's the new graphic. Um, what you're about to see is kind of the result of our last elder workshop and the collaboration with staff and um, just, just sitting around a whiteboard and prayer. And what I hope, if you get nothing out of this and it's just kind of gobbledygook, what I hope you see is we care. <laughs> we care about this a lot. And we put a lot of thought and prayer into it. And so I hope it makes sense. But at the least, at the least level down here, it's like, man, it's worth really thinking about and put some time and energy into. All right, so I want you to kind of see these graphics. And we're going to put like one thing up there at a time. Each is going to be an environment. Like Sunday morning, this is an environment where you can be formed as a disciple. You're worshiping, you're hearing the teaching of the word, you're praying, you're doing communion and fellowshipping. It's all the things in Acts 2 are modeled early, uh, are modeled on Sunday morning, early in the week, so that we just kind of do that in smaller groups. And so there's one environment, is corporate gathering. 
I'll try to read to you too if you can't see that because I, I was trying to see it from the back this morning. It's a little small um, for, for me. I've got, this is my close view contact. This is my long view contact. So kind of messes up on me there some. Um, but, but corporate gatherings are the first thing. This is the easiest thing to do. This is entry level, right? If, if you just kind of show up here on a Sunday morning, you've never been here before, you're in. It's easy. All you do is come and spectate. And we're going to push you to participate. Because we're set up in chairs facing a stage, and it looks like, oh, I just come in and sit. I'm like, yes, this is as easy as it gets, right? And so welcome. We are glad you are here. We want you to hear the teaching of the Word. We want you to praise the name of Jesus. We want you to take communion if you're a Christian. We want you to get saved if you're not. We want you to be part of a family that does more than this. This is just a piece. This is celebrating what you're not part of. And we want you to be part of it. So welcome. That's what Sunday morning is. We don't want to neglect or forsake the gathering of the saints. Now, the next one is going to be our serve teams. That's the next easiest thing. You just sign up for that. You don't have to be a member. You can work in the parking lot. You can uh, hand out flyers. You can work with some of the kids as long as you're not teaching, right? And you have an you're, you're an assistant. You're just helping. You're a part of that. We have application processes. There are things we can do. There are things that you can just jump in and help early on. It's the next easiest way to be. And early on, we didn't realize that serve teams were actually a way of becoming a disciple of being formed in the disciples. It's just things you did. Wrong! When you serve, you're displaying disciple characteristics. And you can serve with a good heart or a bad heart. And if you have a poor heart, we're like, hey, we need to have some repentance and forgiveness and then walk through confession and say, I want to have a better heart. Great. That's what Jesus is about, changing hearts. And so, hey, whether you're changing diapers or you're teaching the gospel over here to our, our fifth and up grade, that, that's discipleship for you and for them. It's holistic. This is all one part of one reason for one mission toward one vision. That's what I want you to see today. All of this works together on the micro toward the macro. And this is just in our church, which is supposed to be all of North Alabama and then the country and then all the world. It's just it's a big deal, right? So we've got corporate gathering. We've got uh, serve teams. Next, the next one is going to be missional community. I'm going to talk about that more specifically uh, toward the end today. And then Oh, by the way, serve teams, if you didn't get the chance to sign up last week, there will be an opportunity at the table in the back after the service. If you're like, hey, I'd like to be on the security team, or I'd like to help with this, or tech team, or find out about that, there'll be a sign-up in the back. Love for you to be able to do that. Um, next is uh, missional community, and then DNA groups. Joel really hit this last week. If you didn't get a chance to sign up for these, uh, they're going to be uh, an opportunity at the table in the back again after this service. Those are smaller groups of three to five men or women that are going to go deeper. You're going to go into book studies or Bible studies. You're going to be accountable with one another. You're going to talk about your, your life and what's You can take the mask off and sit down and go, this is terrible. I want to see Jesus here. I want to trust him more right here. I'm not doing that. I want to. And you're going to help one another. Now, all of that cannot bear the weight of what we're seeing that we're called to, to be fully formed disciples or more increasingly mature disciples. There needs to be help there. Some, some groups would be great. Like if I could lead a, a, a missional community, I, I feel like the Lord has gifted me to be able to do some counseling, to do some the, uh, theological direction, you know, all of this. But we put a lot of time into whoever is, is speaking on Sunday morning puts a lot of prep work into what's going on. So we, that's teaching of the Word. So we want to facilitate that, yes. But we need to support this so that this bridge on the way to discipleship doesn't crumble. And so we've got two categories that are going to go under there. I'm just giving you a visual representation from the artistic minds that I have nothing to do with. 
Um, the first side is going to be equipping classes over here, all right? Because not every leader in every group is going to be able to have an extensive theological knowledge. We want you to be able to dive deep. We want you to be able to go deeper, all right? It doesn't mean you, you have to go to all this. You sure can, and we're sure going to make it available to you, and we're going to press you towards some of it. And we're going to explain it into detail a little bit. Um, now, if you can't read this, this says Bible study under the first column, topical training under the second, theological training under the third, and missional training under the fourth. Those are equipping classes. It's the first level of um, support for the discipleship pathway. All right, so a Bible study would be that. You study the Bible. I'm going to talk about that toward the end. We've got two of those starting up soon. There could be men's studies of the Bible and women's studies. And that's going to be an actual book of the Bible. You're not studying about the Bible, not how to study the Bible, not how to read the Bible, the Bible. Okay? Is that, that's pretty clear? Yeah. All right. So that's Bible study. All right? Then next is theological. So I want to disti uh, be distinct from uh, topical training and theological training. So topical training would be how does the gospel apply to parenting? How does the gospel apply to marriage? Our marriage is not doing well right now. I've read all the self-help books I can. I've done all the positive thinking I can, but I still am really struggling. How does the gospel speak? How does the Holy Spirit speak to our marriage? That's what that's for. It's training. It may be current uh, events. We're going to see, and we're going to put these on like two, three-year cycles where there's always something happening. We're going to toggle them in and out. The next is theological training. That's where you're going to find maybe how to study the Bible, right? How do I study the Bible? You go to a theological training. Uh, we may have a systematics class or a biblical theology class or something like that that is about the Bible that will undergird, underlie, and inform your understanding of the Bible. And then finally, we have missional training. So maybe you're really good and you can quote to me uh, Grudem's systematic theology, but you've never actually done it. You've studied the Bible, but you've never put the Bible into practice and obeyed it. This is going to help know how to put hands to the head knowledge. After it's been processed through the Holy Spirit, you're going to say, hey, how do I do this in my missional community? Or bring a whole missional community into a class for missional living. How do we take the gospel to our neighborhood? How do we have block parties? How do we do these kind of things? I don't know. Great. Let's do some training. Because our job as leaders is to equip the saints for the works of ministry, not to do the works. Right? So that's Ephesians 4.12. That's why we started there. Right? So just so you'll hear that. So you're not going to Bible study just so that you'll know the Bible and so that you'll, you'll grow as a disciple, so you'll be a better missional community group member so that you can make disciples that make disciples better. All of this is a little pieces that go together for the great whole, all right? So the micro to the macro. I hope that's, that's making sense that it all works together. So the next slide is the second uh, set of structures that are going to help support, and these are called local and global outreach. So if the equipping classes are the headpiece, the local and global uh, outreach support structures are the hands piece. So we go head, heart, hands, right? What you know is filtered down into your heart so that it becomes part of who you are and not just what you know but what you believe. And therefore, it flows out into how you behave, how you act, how you interact in the world, how you go on mission. And so we're going to have local, and the, the, we've already got all this going on. We're just naming it for you so that it's easy to see and understand. So you've got local engagement, global engagement, Mission partners and outreach events. So local engagement, how we do that as a church, will be like loads of love on weekends where we go and we help. Um, if you just, you just volunteer, either wish in your missional community or you do it on your own. Maybe you're not in a missional community right now. You work second or third shift and you, you haven't been able to get plugged into that yet. 
you're, you're trying to get in a DNA, and this is an opportunity for you. And through lots of different places over the last two years, we've started partnering with. Loads of Love goes and, uh, on, a, on a Saturday and, and pays for people to have their clothes washed while they give uh, coloring book uh, pages to children and have conversations that are gospel intentional there and build relationships, right? There's uh, the Women's Resource Center. There's the Family Resource Center. There's Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, there's all these, these already established uh, ministries that are in Athens. And we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're trying to support and to come alongside and to be the greater universal church. And we're not trying to own anything. We're trying to support things, okay? We've got to have that mentality. There's no place for territorialism. This is the body of Christ that's trying to affect the city. And guess what? One church can't do it. It's too big. <laughs> that's such good news. That's such good news. All right, so next is uh, global engagement. We're going to pray for people going to Nepal this, after this, at the end of this service. We're going to India. We're going to Panama. And so these are things we go, ouch, that's the neighborhood, that's the nations. There's lists of all this stuff. We've got it online at mysc3.org. All right, uh, next we have our mission partners. This is like uh, Acts 29 or like we prayed uh, Trace out in Falkville to go plant a church there, and we gave money to him and resources and time, and we've spent time pouring into him from pastor to pastor as you're planting. It's, it's no easy task. Uh, lots of organizations like that. Going to Acts 29, where I have a church planner cohort, and I go and we train young pastors on, hey, here's some bumps in the road that are coming. Let's be ready together. Here's my number. Call me when that happens. Um, and then outreach events, Convoy of Hope. We, many of us participated in that in November, or, or the Human Trafficking Awareness Night that we did here, or uh, the Orphan Care Night that we did here. These are events where we're reaching, just reaching out. Block parties kind of fall under that, and that would be a smaller that one or two missional communities get together and does, just do that for your neighborhoods and when you take our bouncy house out, right? These are events. These are ways that we take what we learn and we exercise it. You know that treadmill that you buy and you have these great plans and you put it in the middle of the room and then like for two months you walk by it and you hang clothes on it and the next thing you know the treadmill that is made for exercise has become a clothes hanger? It's been redirected in its use. It's what happens. And so we can learn and study the Bible all day long, and we should. But if we never get on the treadmill and run, who's going to believe it? And so what we're trying to do is give you opportunities. What we found out is that when we decentralized everything, we gave you just enough rope to hang yourselves. I don't know what to do, blue screen, you know? I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know how to do mission. I want to, and everybody wants to. And so what we're trying to do is come alongside, let us support that. Try this, try this. If this doesn't work, know your group, try this, all right? That, that's our, 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 our direction in, in 2019. We want you to get on the treadmill and run. I want you to be healthy. So we need the support of the pathway and the pathway. If you only have the pathway, you're going to be ill-equipped. You're not going to have the knowledge you need. You're not going to have the know-how on how to go on mission, right? And so we have the support structures that keep the pathway up. If you only have the support and you only study, or if you only go on mission but you don't understand that you're a disciple first, that you are by identity a disciple and a missionary, and therefore the Holy Spirit's power must come through you to do the mission you get burned out. If you only go, you're ill-equipped. If you only listen, and learn you don't go anywhere. And we need to do both. And so that's what we're trying to come and to address. I hope that that's clear. Now, you may be looking at all that and go, 
that's a lot. That, that's all. I didn't know what you just said, but I saw some columns and some things and some boxes, and I'm tired looking at that. And I would say, you know what we need to probably do over discipleship path is wave a big banner that says grace. And Dave Baker just mentioned that to me. I'm like, it's a great idea. Because it's not like we're saying, you have to go do all this right now. We preach on identity, 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 and then go do, 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 do. <laughs> it's not what we're saying. That's why we hit identity so hard the first few weeks, because practicality comes in. And, and they're part of one another. But you've got to know where one flows from. Okay? And so these are opportunities that are available to you for your growth. You've got to pray and decide how to engage. We're not going to sign you up like a college and say, here's your, here's your curriculum. You know, you'll be at Theological Training Systematics 101 next week for six hours. You know, we're not going to do that. We're going to say, here's what's available. You know, where do you think you're weak? Well, I, I'm not really, I don't really know how to study the Bible. Great. We've got a class. It's not this next one, but it'll be the next one after that. If you want to go to this one in the meantime, you can. If not, you know, here's a DNA you can join, and here's some people that really want to do that. If you're only in one or two environments, you probably won't grow as much as if you're in three. But there are seasons of life. My goodness, my wife and I, when we were, had, had like four children under the age of like seven or six, we weren't doing very much at all. And it's really, it was really good for me because when we first planted something back in 03, I had like one kid. That didn't change me. That kid's going to the restaurant. It's going, we're going out with our MC all the time. We're doing stuff. I'm just toting this kid along. You get you another kid. You get you another kid. You get you another kid. Full stop. You're going down to the basement. You come back up four years later. You got new friends. That's true. I'm not mad at them. They aren't mad at me. I just got to change something. I'm about to fall apart. It's a different season of life. Mama discipling children right now. I will see you in 7 to 10. You know, I'm like, it's, it's just the way it felt. And so do not beat yourself up with this. These are opportunities. We want to encourage you to engage. Now, with that said, you only engage to the degree that you engage, right? I mean, you, you, this is on you. We are responsible to you, not for you. I'm responsible to make this available as a leader to equip you in the work of the saints, but I cannot force you to do it. I, what Piper says, he says, you can lead a, water to, a horse to water, you can push his head under, but you can't make him drink. I'm like, well, I'm not quite that forceful, but the water's right here. Come. We want you to be part of a bigger family. So, missional community, and, I, and I'm done. What does the ideal missional community look like? It looks like Acts 2. Have you read the rest of Acts? Have you ever been in a real family? Right? The ideal is, oh, we're studying the Word together, and we're providing environments to go deeper, and we're, we're pointing our leaders, and we're praying, and breaking the bread, and the fellowship, and we're doing all those things, and, and we're equipping you to lead uh, our leaders in, in becoming missionaries and, and servants and a, and a family. That, would, that is great, and that happens a lot. But then there's this real check of real family that you can't always escape from, right? That, that family is family. It's not the ideal family. Because we have people that have sin in their lives, and we're that person a lot. And I'm the person that somebody avoids sometimes. And sometimes I'm avoiding somebody. And when you come together regularly and you're committed to it and you know you're going to engage, then you have to deal with that. And that's what real family of Jesus is about, is working through things, right? And so we want you to join a group and own it and invest it. That's your people. 
And if you need to walk through repentance and reconciliation, great. Remember, God made you unique. You bring something to the table from two, three weeks ago. If you're not there, the group's going to miss that. Jesus doesn't call us to do things that we can do on our own. That's Christianity. He doesn't call you to do easy things. He calls you to do hard things. Because if you can do them on your own, you don't need him. Therefore, you get the glory and not him. That's not Christianity. It's moralism. It's religion. It's picking yourself up by your own bootstraps. It doesn't show up in the gospel. It doesn't show up in salvation, and it doesn't show up in sanctification. And so we're called to these things. And so our MC, our missional community, hope is it is a family that is going to model restoration of the family and look like what a new kingdom family would look like. And we're going to work toward that together. We want abundant life for you. For trusting Jesus. Not from, not from guilt, not from shame. Oh, shame me into a group. No, goodness gracious, that doesn't work. That'll get you in a group about a month and you'll be like finding reasons to not be there. I don't know, you know. I've got to wash my hair. And it just things come up. We want you to experience abundant life. So, how do we do that? Really practical finish right here. All right? You can still, if, if you are interested in being in a missional community or a DNA or being in some kind of community and sign up for a serve team, you can still sign up for membership in the back. If I wasn't clear about that uh, a couple weeks ago, you, you can start the process of membership. MySC3.org or just ask uh, one, of the, one of the people on staff here. I'd be glad to, to get you started on that. If you want to start and be part of or enter the conversation of missional community. If you're new, that's great. I, I meant to bring the little card up here that has all the, the stuff on it and walk you through it. But if you're new or visitor and you're interested in that, we're not going to just get your name and put you in one. We're going to have a conversation. We want to know things like what night of the week works for you and where do you, where do you live and um, what, what stage of life are you with, with kids in and, and things like that. We, we need to know those kinds of things. So there will be cards in the back. You can fill that out and just put it in the basket when, you take, when we take communion in a minute. And, and be honest. Have a conversation with us. You may not be in one right now because you got hurt. People hurt people. If I can be honest about that. Don't let that keep you from being part of God's body and His church. Talk to us. Let's have conversations. Let's find, let's find a path. I don't want you to be isolated. God calls us to, to live together and to push through those difficulties and to figure that out we've got to do that we've got to give the world a reason to, to know that we're different and so we if you would just fill out one of those um or you can do mysc3.org and once you fill that out just just know that, that we're going to contact you either uh, a pastor or a staff man, member will, will contact you about that um we're not going to con uh, connect anybody without kind of first hearing uh, from a pastor, you're, you're going to hear from us first. So we're not just going to sign you up and put you in anything. Now, notice, there's, no, there's going to be a lot of that going on, so it's going to take us a few weeks to get that going. So don't expect, you know, to be in one by Tuesday or, or something like that. Right, it'll take some, some time. And if you're not sure about whether or not you want to connect, come talk to us, please. I just, I just want to have a conversation. Joel wants to have a conversation. Dave will want to have a conversation with you because we love you. And we don't sit around and do this just because we've got nothing to do. I promise. Number three, the equipping classes. So in the future, we're going to communicate all this on MySC3, the little app, um, and then we're going to put some announcements out, but we're going to have Bible studies that are going to start March 10th. That's Sunday night. 
That's in a couple of weeks. It's going to be from 6 o'clock to 7.30. Uh, the men are going to go through the book of Judges. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that paltry week. Woo. <laughs> but I pre- it was something. I'll take it. Yes, we're going to go through the book of Judges. It's a, a Tim Keller study. And the women are going to go through Romans chapter 8. And we're going to do that at the same time. So it's kind of as efficient with child care, hopefully. We'll see. We're going to learn. Come learn with us, all right? So um, you'll need to purchase that book at the Resource Center and sign up in the back. And I think, ladies, that starts real quick, so you want to go on and start reading that and, and have that ready for the first time you get here. And then finally, local and global outreach. Um, and so this will be on mysc3.org, too, um, just to know what opportunities, what partnerships are out there, how you can volunteer and be part of all the things that are going on in the city of Athens and the globe. So let me finish with this, my heart. Uh, the heart for all of this stuff is simply to provide a trellis for the vine and, and the branches that are growing. It's to give a support structure to what's going so that it doesn't collapse under its own weight. We want to shepherd you well. We want to do our due diligence because I will stand before the Lord and give an account according to Hebrews thirteen seventeen, and I recognize that. And so out of love for you, that's what this stuff's about. It's not for the sake of having stuff. It's a response to loving you well so that we can know you, lead you, feed you, and care for you, that you'll treasure Jesus more. Um, thanks. Let's, let's, just, let's pray. We're going to put a prayer directive up. Actually, it's just two today. If you'll pray, and then we'll take communion. Let's just spend one, or, one, one no, let's do it like this. I'm going to talk about communion, and then you can just spend your time praying and then take communion as soon as you finish praying.